What is up? It is Friday, October 30th. It is 4 o'clock in the fucking afternoon. This is the commission coming live from beautiful, sunny Hillsboro, Oregon's west suburbs of Portland. It is 65 degrees and sunny. The fall colors are out. The sun is shining. It hasn't gone in the rainy season yet. Life can't be much better out here in the Pacific Northwest. How is everyone else doing? Four days to the big day. You guys know what I'm talking about. Five days, four days, who knows? Maybe four days till Monday Night Football when we see Tom Brady take on the the New York football giants where um, Jesse's going to be watching his boy Tommy B throwing some dimes to uh, Scotty Miller. So excited for that. Anyways, um, sorry for the last last week's miss on the podcast. Um, you know, sometimes I just get a little too high on Fridays and I forget to record and sometimes I just get a little too high and a little too tired, if you know what I guys mean, Monday through Thursday to be able to record. So been in a nice groove, been able to do it Friday afternoon, so it's been great. Didn't have to uh didn't have to work too late this Friday. Um, believe it or not, our organization went through layoffs this week. So um it's a tough week at work. I survived, I still have a job. No one in my immediate team got um, fired. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog having the zoomies right now, just running around like a mad, mad woman. Um, but yeah, about 20% of our building got laid off, but I survived. We're still good. And so instead of working on a Friday afternoon, I went to go bowl for the first time in a long time. Anyways, any, yeah. Basically, I got two stoned last week, and I totally forgot that's basically what happened and why there wasn't recording. So, anyways, let's get into it. Week 7, power rankings. Week 8. We are in week 8, can you believe it or not? Once we get through about 5 o'clock Central Time on Sunday, we will be officially halfway through the NFL season. Believe it or fucking not, we haven't had a cancellation yet. We ha- or, I mean, we haven't had like a full week's cancellation yet. Only a couple games have been postponed been kind of crazy um as covid spikes we're seeing more and more players test positive the crazy thing is so far the nfl's actual procedures are working when it comes to social distancing and the procedures in the clubhouse whether they're covering up or not and more people testing positive i don't know but you gotta actually tip your hat to the nfl so far to at least get almost halfway through the season um relatively unscathed with their scheduling model i think uh they're ready I read an article that Roger Goodell said um, if they need to, they can already eliminate the week in between the NFC Championship game and Super Bowl if they need to have a week 18. So they're already thinking ahead. Um, I, I, With the way the rest of the country is going, I would actually suspect that we're going to have some sort of pause coming here, which makes it a fucking atrocity um, from a... From a fantasy standpoint, it sucks, and really Tuesday's outcome can determine a lot and how we're going to be able to finish this fantasy season, NFL season, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, we'll hopefully have a new president before the Super Bowl champion is crowned. So as much as I want to get in, invested in this NFL season, I, I fully know we're, you know we're one bad event or um, a couple bad weeks from a COVID spike away from this stopping. So anyways, enough of the pessimism. Let's get to the optimism. Let's get to the power rankings. Let's get to the shit talking. Um, and before we do that, um, and even before we get to the ad reading, let's get to the trades that have happened over the last couple of weeks. Let's get some instant analysis um, from your boy, the commish. Um, before I before I get into these trades, I think almost I, I was thinking about earlier in the week making this an emergency podcast. 
in talking about this, but I, I do think we need to address the fantasy cap, or fantasy salary cap we need to implement when it comes to keep trades uh, for keepers and future value. I think that needs to be discussed even as soon as possible, next week, two weeks, who knows. And I'd rather get it done while we're in the moment and living and breathing because I think we've learned over the last couple of years what's happened in the past, the drama, the arguing, whether it's valid, not valid, actually makes a complete sense argument. Who knows? But I think if we have a rule book and if we have a salary cap on, on determining what's too much of a like a, a keeper trade and what's too much of like what you know, I, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. We just gotta figure out a rule in place so we know. And I think the salary cap and, and the money is the easiest way to track this. So um, I'm happy to start leading these conversations. I know I've been super busy at work this week with everything going on, so I haven't been able to address it. Um, but starting next week, maybe after Wednesday and Thursday after we get through the election, it'll be a great time to bring these type types of things up um, and start talking about the rule change we want next year. Because I think we can all agree what happened to Doran in 2018 um, he got wronged. It's it, it just sucked the way everything happened. He ended up still getting Aaron Jones out of it, which helped him in the long run, even though um, Joe Mixon's... Um, no, he traded away Joe Mixon. He was going to get Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb's been a Chubb this year. So um, after what everything that happened in there, he, he makes up all completely valid points about this year um, and with the trades that happened. So we will we need to create a rule somehow to make some sort of balance out instead of teams just completely tanking and others reaping the benefits from it. So, um, yeah, I just want to address address that, and then let's get into the trades. Um, well, I need to go to a recent activity on the – I have all these tabs up, but, um, yeah, I can get lost to the shuffle. And if you guys tell, I'm severely, severely stoned right now. So hopefully this makes for some great content. Um, just ignore and laugh at me, um, but I feel phenomenal. Anyways, uh, let's talk about the trades that happened this week. Um, Wednesday. No, was it Tuesday? No, Wednesday. Chronological order, baby. Um, Wednesday, we saw a trade with Omar getting rid of Michael Thomas, who's a pussy-ass bitch and is now missing his seventh straight week. And Russell Wilson, obviously really fucking good, for Preston Williams, Debo Samuel, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert. Um, so decent trade between the Molar Bros and the body. Um, I think it's, I really like Debil Samuel, probably a lot higher on him than others. I just see Percy Harvin of this decade. And as a Vikings fan, how amazing Percy Harvin was. I just compare those two and I just immediately think that Debil Samuel is that. So I'm a lot higher maybe on him than others. So great keeper value, Preston Wilson. I'm also very high into a tag of Dagavola and the Miami Dolphins as we speak. I'm going to laugh at this if I listen in four weeks, but I think they're a playoff team. I think two is really good. Preston Wilson, Devontae Parker, which we can get to that in a little bit, and Brennan's team. Um, it's good. I, I, it, I can see why everyone thinks it's crazy because Michael Thomas, when he's healthy, is a league changer and a game changer, but Michael Thomas hasn't played since the fourth quarter, September 13th, and it's going to be, by the time he's eligible for his next game, November 8th, that means he's been out for almost two months. Like It's kind of crazy to think about I don't know if we're going to see the best of Michael Thomas the rest of the year. I could be completely wrong. Something just seems funky um, over New Orleans, and I still have him in another fantasy league, so I, I can totally see this trade being a risky move for John, but with a lot of upside, and then Russell Wilson is going to continue to produce as long as they let Russ cook. So 
Um, I can see why there's a lot of angst um, over this trade, but actually, if you kind of think about it, the buddy's still kind of into it and can get all these players at a, at outside of Herbert. He was picked up off waivers, but Dak, Debo, and Preston Williams have a decent price next year, so I don't mind it all in all. It all depends if Dak Prescott is healthy next year. All right. Next trade between me and Dave, um, I obviously I'm, I'm not going to comment too much and just kind of laugh at laugh at uh, Tom. But I basically turned Mike Evans into Adam Thielen, and Mike Evans has not really been that great, and Adam Thielen's been amazing. So just elite GMing by me. I know I'm not making the playoffs, but it's a nice little upgrade um, at the expense of Josh Jacobs. And then um, I also like the keeper. Keeper potential of Darius Slayton. I really don't know if the Giants are going to be that good or if Daniel Jones is that guy, but um, at least I can experience and figure out by next August and kind of see where he's at the ranking. So that's the next trade. Obviously, it helps out. Plago's been needed running back for the longest time since Cam Akers <laughs> turned out to be jack shit, but um, good trade for Dave to get his running back that he needs. And then lastly, today's trade between Omar and Doran where Doran gave up the package of Antonio Gibson, um, rookie running back, Jerry Judy, rookie wide receiver, and Michael Gallup. Um, for James Conner, Gio Bernard, Benny Snell, um, I really like James Conner. I'm really high on the Pittsburgh offense as, as normal, and it seems like um, getting, even getting his handcuff in, this, in there too with James Conner um, is, is really important. So I really like the move, kind of cement the, the running back position for um, Doran, um, and then for Omar, I think that the potential in the keepers of Judy and Gibson, that you know, come August is really gonna, will be interesting decisions. I think they'll be very, very likely keepers, and I also think both those guys, depending on the matchup, um, could be still startable players. So, all in all, great, great trade overall. Um, great trades last week. Once again, the trade deadline is Wednesday. At 9 a.m. Central or 9 a.m. East, oh wow, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Central time, um, same time as waivers. That is when the trade deadline is. Um, if we need to discuss pushing it back whatsoever, if crazy things happen with the election whatsoever, so trade deadline once again Wednesday morning. Let's get into the power rankings. So thank you, Spencer, for um, posting the standings. Um, you know, it's as like a person who very believes in anti-jinx, I really hate to say it, but number 12 right now is Brennan. It's been just like, I feel like Brennan's had three of these years in the league where he's had a really solid roster, and for whatever reason, everything has just gone wrong for the team, whether it's just facing the wrong matchups, the injuries at the worst time, or never really getting consistent performance, like... This is not a knock on Brennan. I just feel like he just had some of the worst luck when it comes to players um, after the draft that just really, really not even hitting close to the potential. So um, Brennan's number 12. He's 1-6. and six. He's eight points out of the playoffs. I know there's a potential of three weeks each, you know, three points each week, but um, there's only 18 points left. He can get his max point is 21. Um, it sucks. Um, it just doesn't look like. A playoff team this year and, and like I said if you kind of rank the average points he's 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 decent and it's just the players haven't achieved the expectations as they should have so it just sucks number 11 I have my team I'm really down on my team obviously I've done a lot of wheeling and dealing lately um, but it's kind of as a focus the next year um, with an outside chance of maybe one more week hitting 
the most points scored so I can get up into the um, $100 range back. But I just, with the trades that I've made, obviously now focusing on the rookie running backs, Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins as the running back duo of the future. Um, and then you've got just, I'm just finding scraps with the remaining fab budget that I have and just hoping that I just keep my roster going forward. So obviously with AJ Green and now T.Y. Hilton off the waivers, um, and then I, you can add in McLaurin and Thielen as my starting two wide receivers. Hope, you know, hopefully one week get 140, but, um, as, as confirmed earlier today, Lamar Jackson does want out of this franchise. He is, um, you know, any offer could be fine. I think he just wants to move as soon as possible. He's hurt that I've changed my name away from him. And uh, he's hurt that Ryan Tannehill is starting this week. So whether it's fab money, whether it's a good keeper um, with the trade deadline on Wednesday, he, he, he's definitely on the trade block. So um, otherwise, this team is just full of mediocrity. There's not much else you can say it. Number 10, I have as Omar. Um, I have him slightly rated ahead of me. If you still look what he has on the team, um, it's not bad. I really like Justin Herbert. Um, it's just Tyler Lockett, obviously, what, 40 fucking points last week, 45.5. Um, just really potentials for next year. I mean, that's really what it is. And Similar to Lockett, you know, you just hope to have a couple big games from certain players and hope to put some money together. But if you kind of look, Omar's already made $70. So one more high score, and we'll get to 120 and all in all as you look towards next year and only lose, you know, $80 to $30, $20, whatever else it is. I mean, it's not bad when Omar's looking to next year. So if you look at the future power rankings, maybe I'll do that one week. Um, Omar could be in the top three going into next year. Number nine, um, I hate to say it, but it's just uh, speaking of teams with bad luck, injury luck, and just teams not putting together, that's that's Big Red Dog. Um, he really had a, an amazing core going into the season, but whether it's been injuries, whether, you know, to the likes of Austin Eckler whether and Chris Godlin, whether it's just been um, just bad, you know, bad performances. Jarek McKinnon is a great example the last couple of weeks, and Obviously, picking up Justin Jefferson, which is going to haunt me to this day, and dropping him, picking him up has helped out. It's just the wide receiver play has not been there with Godwin been out, and it's just really struggled to hurt. And you look at this team, and it's you would think that it's at any point could just put on a run and make the playoffs, and it would be very dangerous. I mean, James Robinson is a top-five fantasy running back, and you got him off the waivers. And then you look at Ayuk is good. You have Dalvin Cook. You have Tyreek. Like, the talent is there, so... Um, it's got, it's going to be coming quick, but just speaking of bad luck, it's just, you would not think Kyle would be in 10th place right now in the league and ninth place in the power ranking. So he's due. I feel like this could be the dark horse team that no one's really talking about that can come out of, um, cut out, come out of the bottom and make a run into the championship. All right. Number eight, this is tough. Um, but I think given Chris Carson's injury, um, given the history of this franchise outside of last year and given the way Spencer's team can just fade during the middle of the season, you know, people are wondering if Spencer is just, it's just not there anymore. I mean, he had one decent season last year. He almost made the playoffs two years ago, maybe made the playoffs. He He's only made playoffs, what, three out of nine years? Uh, and you really just do see sometimes Spencer's team just falls apart after week three or week four, and maybe that's what's happening. You kind of look at the wide receivers he's starting this week. 
against Mike Williams and Cole Beasley. And Allen Robinson doesn't look like he's going to play. And the injury to Chris Carson. Look at the depth. And Jesus Christ, there is no one there. Um, so, I mean, this guy is really just relying on Kamara and Carson and um, Edwards Elair, which for the most part, those guys have been great. Now Carson's injured, so it's it's been a, it's it's not looking great for Spencer. And I, you know, I really hope that this season doesn't just revert, you know, back to his average where he's you know from years 2013 to 2017 where he just struggled to make the playoffs, which is a bottom feeder franchise. So, well, hopefully he can break out of it and, and keep on moving up into the standings. Number seven, um, I have coach. It's weird. I I mean, Derrick Henry had another decent week last week. Calvin Ridley's injured now. Um, Gronk, like the fact that Gronk has turned around as tight end um, has really helped out this team. And then I don't know if you guys have seen this. Coaches hasn't played A.J. Brown yet once this year. So he's finally getting a nod. I don't know what else he had to do outside of being injured to help out and get the nod to start this week. So um, he he's get going. I mean, Kenyon Drake now being out. Um, really helps. Obviously, the biggest wild card for this team is Antonio Brown. Now, I, I, I don't. I, I trashed it earlier in the season. I can't believe he signed with a team and an offense like this. So, I mean, that could save the season potentially, um, especially if Ridley's out long term to add Antonio Brown. But I, I think I would trade if I was coach. I'd trade one of these um, wide receivers for running back and see what you can do, especially now with Kenyon Drake being out. Number six, I have Niambu, um, winners of the last couple games, or um, did he, no, did he win? I don't know, I'm too high, or did, um, he lost last week to Doran, right? Yeah, he did. Regardless, um, just for whatever reason, now Minshew's injured, you just, it's like, okay, who is, what's, what's gonna happen? Who's Niambu's quarterback? Then you see Tua Tagovailoa. and I don't know if he's listed at the start of this week, but this guy, if he's anything like Joe Burrow, anything like Justin Herbert, this guy could be a stud. Plus, you got the free waiver wire pickup with Devontae Parker. This team um, doesn't have an elite guy at running back. It still has DeAndre Swift waiting in the wings with Montgomery and Melvin Corn. And this team has a chance. And DJ Moore obviously kind of had a tough game, but um, they're just like one elite player from going off. But it definitely is a team that could, at any point in any weekend, can just score 130 points. And you add in the magic of Niambu. Um, we've seen it before, I think is is always possible to make a run. So I have number six at Niambu. Number five after the trades today, Abdorn. Um, if you look at the average points, he is fourth most in the league. He's just had some unfortunate bad matchups. Um, but now if you look at how he's upgraded his team with Julio and Keaton Allen as his wide receiver combo, um, he's got like five or six running backs to choose from. He's just going to roll with um, Aaron Jones, James Conner, David Johnson. It's a, it's a nasty duo. And then you add on top Gio Bernard. Um, and then potentially any one of Jamichael Hasty who could have a decent game. And then obviously it doesn't matter what quarterback he goes with. It's not a wrong answer with Allen and Watson. This team's going to be tough to contend with. I mean, as long as it, the defense kicker doesn't fuck them over, this team is going to consistently score 110, 115 points as its floor. And, Obviously, has potential to go off, so I have, I have Sam at number five. Um, number four, I have Dave. Like, it was a necessary trade to get Josh Jacobs, and obviously he's number two in the league right now. 
Um, he's benefited from an easy win last, or I shouldn't say easy win. He got crushed last week, and the running back situation um, needs some help. Carlos Hyde doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, what does he start? Cam Akers and Naheem Hines at running back. I mean, with um, RG find a wide receiver, but the buys are hurting. But wow, I'm really high, and I'm sorry. The Nick Chubb injury. Um, it's really, really cost, cost play go at the running back spot. Once he comes back healthy, if Josh Jacobs, this team has a chance. But the team's being hit by the injury bug right now. Hopefully it doesn't deter a season. And, of course, Young Hoke, who, I mean, outside of missing the, um, the extra point, had a decent game. So I have this team at number four. If you compare it to the last three teams, I actually like this team the least. And I, I think what Dave had to do the trade, um, Thielen was the right thing. Number three, I have Tom, or I have Jesse. So no, I have Tom. You know what? Tied for two, both Tom and Jesse. Um, obviously, it was a tough showing right away. Week um, yesterday. Wow. Okay, I'm getting really derailed. But um, if you look at Tom's team and Jesse's team, they're pretty damn equal. Um, there's a lot of star power at running back. Um, obviously, even once Mike da- CMC comes back, and we'll get to his, you know, his new team with Jesse in a second. But Zeke and Gurley is a really good running back combo. Kyler Murray's number one in fantasy points this year. He's out this week, but um, if you look at the running backs depth here, it might be the best in the league, and that's really why Tom's team is so high. And then he just needs anything from his wide receivers, and he'll be fine. He's got a solid five or six there. So this team is just. Built with depth, built with star power. Um, it, you know, it's a definite contender going this year as long as Kyler keeps doing Kyler things. And then the other person that's tied for seconds, Jesse. Um, obviously, Tom Brady's looking like he's fucking 27 again, throwing the Randy Moss. The Aaron Jones injury has helped out this team tremendously with Jamal Williams and Devonta Adams becoming just elite wide receiver and elite running backs. Um, and then Ronald Jones and Tyler Boyd, both solid guys. You know, you look at Jesse Spence, he's got six injuries, but um, you you have Devontae and DeAndre, the best wide receiver combo in the league, and you're going to win most leagues and score a lot of points if those guys are the number one options in the top five passing offenses. Lastly, you have the Muller bros. Um, I mean, the the Russell and the, the, the DK Russell stack, I mean, John's got to be the biggest Seahawks fans going forward. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's been amazing. There's a lot of injuries to this team right now, um, and obviously Michael Thomas waited out, but this team at a starting lineup potentially in the playoffs could have Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon, or Raheem Mohostert with Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, Russell Wilson, Mark Andrews. Yeah, this team is nasty. So John is number one, and otherwise that's it. I'm going to keep it brief, 23 minutes. Everyone have a great weekend. Skull Vikings, fuck the Packers.